0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Got another good one for you today. Excited about it, uh, mainly because this is you know this is one of my podcasting brothers. <laughs> I've never met him before, but I'm going to still call him my brother. Uh, he, he's a podcaster, and uh, a lot of you guys, especially if you're in Colorado or hunt Colorado, you're probably going to know his name. His name is John Livingston. He is uh, his title is the Southwest Region Public Information Officer. Uh, but the way that I kind of know him is he, he runs the podcast over there at, at the CPW in Colorado. And so um, I reached out to him and said, hey, I, I know you're kind of you know, new to this podcast and uh, would like to kind of talk to you a little bit about it. That way we can let everybody know you know what, what the whole podcast is about. I think a lot of people don't think about uh, going to the actual like DWR or DNR or whatever it's called in your state going to their podcast and, and getting information, um, which is, it's a great resource. I mean, you can always come to us and honestly, I prefer you come to us, but uh, you can also go to their podcasts, and they, they have some good information that they're putting out and they have access to the people that know the details about a lot of the stuff. So I know a lot of the states have their own podcast, which is really awesome, but man, I, I've had a chance to listen to some of these ones in, in Colorado and I've learned so much so I thought, man, let me get John on a podcast, and let's let's talk about the podcast, let's talk about kind of what his vision is of that podcast, and also just kind of talk about Colorado, and what's going on in Colorado, and maybe some plans, and what's been going on, and hey, we might even probably, probably will, it just kind of comes up, we'll probably talk about wolves in Colorado. So anyways, buckle up guys, this is going to be a fun podcast with John Livingston, and hope you guys enjoy it. All right, guys, so we're back today with our, our podcast. Super excited to, to have an awesome guest on the podcast today. Uh, any, anybody from Colorado, and I might be biased because I lived in Colorado for a, a, quite a while, but um, on the podcast today we have John Livingston. John, how are you, man?
1: Hey, doing well. Thanks a bunch for having me.
0: Dude, so excited to, to have you on. I've, I've been really enjoying what the content that you've been putting out there and excited to get you on our podcast and, and talk a little bit about that. But and actually, I was going to ask you this before we even jumped on. But now I've, we're recording and we're going, so now I've got to ask it. You, you said that you got to. You're going to go do some. Uh, what are you doing today? Going to go look for beavers or something like that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a little um, uh, a beaver that's been uh, causing a little bit of trouble with one of our stream gauges. Um, and uh, kind of affecting some inflows, uh, kind of a, a, a dam property here. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just going to go uh, try to find that guy a, a little bit better of a home. So oh. uh, just you know, one of those things, uh, as a public information officer at Carl Parks and Wildlife, uh, one of the best parts of my job is I get to dabble with a little bit of everything. Um, <laughs> so whether it's going out with some of our game wardens or, or working with our biologists or our water quality folks, um, we, we do so much in the agency that I don't think the, the public – knows about whether it's you know land use perspective working with energy folks water quality all that kind of stuff but also a lot of our river and stream monitoring uh folks so uh gonna go try to uh, uh find a better home for that guy where it's not uh, messing with uh, one of our stream gauges and affecting some of the flows
0: uh correct me up when you send that to me uh because so for our listeners uh john i've been trying to get this podcast together for for quite some time um. basically, you know, since I, I found your guys' podcast and, and started listening to it, I was like, oh, man, that's perfect. Because we do a lot of news on our on our podcast. And, you know, I've had a lot of people on from from Colorado, In fact, I don't even know if they're still there. Is Randy Hampton still over there?
1: No, he's not. Yeah, he's been gone for a few years. Uh, One of my uh, never got to work directly with him, but yeah, he was up in the northwest region doing the same job that I do. But um, yeah, he's he's been gone for a few years now.
0: Oh man, now you're making me feel old because it feels like I just talked to him yesterday. So that's that's crazy. (laughs) But yeah, I've had a chance to talk to a lot of the guys over there, and man, and I gotta say, like everybody has has been has been fantastic and been willing to chat and. You know, it's a great way to get information out. I think you know, the more information we can get out to you know the public, the the better. And so, and then when you sent that to me and said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna go catch this beaver," I was like, "Man, this guy like he has the best job in the world. He gets to go podcasting, and then he gets to go out and and actually get hands on with the wildlife." I mean, I'm pretty jealous of what you get to do. You're pretty spoiled.
1: Yeah, yeah, you just never know, like, you know, when your phone rings, what it might be that day, Uh, you know, I've had chances of, you know, moving a black bear out from underneath somebody's uh, back porch, uh, you know, a good 450 pound black bear, you know, toward the uh, end of the fall that decided maybe a... um a back porch was a good place to bend for the year i got you know chances <laughs> to to help with that or you know help them with some of our you know threatened species like rio Grande chub and sucker fish and um translocation projects for those and uh you know moving them from one stream to another try to establish new populations and um, you know for me uh you know uh I'm, Always been a, a longtime journalist. have been behind a keyboard for a long time, uh, writing stories, and love to share our stories of all the great work we're doing at CPW. But for me, there's no better way to know how to write those stories unless I'm out there getting my hands dirty and, and helping out with our staff too. So uh, those are the days you kind of live for in this job.
0: I was going to say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I love writing, and, and you know, that's what E-Hunter's all about is, is writing and getting news and, and information out there. And, and that's fun. You know, it's great to put out that information, but at the same time, I'd much rather be out hands-on just experiencing life and, and getting, you know, really getting true content to put on on paper. Or I guess we really don't use paper anymore, but on a screen uh, at some point. So so, John, I mean, I, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like where, what have you done prior to this and, and what kind of led you up to having the, the best job in the world?
1: Sure. So yeah, I grew up in Colorado Springs, uh, kind of nestled back in uh, Bear Creek Canyon, and oh. I've always just kind of have a, a love for the outdoors and um, especially our wild animals uh, here in Colorado. Um, ended up, uh, unlike most of my uh, counterparts who either went to you know Wyoming or Colorado State or whatnot, I actually went to the University of Colorado in Boulder. Ooh, nice. um, so I kind of get a uh, um, you know roughed up uh, a little bit at work being a, a buffalo instead <laughs> of a ram, but um, you know I, I pursued um, journalism for a long time. Started in news writing uh, actually down in New Mexico. It was one of my first jobs um, and then quickly transitioned into being a sports writer. I uh, always grew up wanting to be a professional baseball player. Uh, it didn't quite work out for me so I thought the next best thing was to uh, either get into kind of like sports talk radio or being a, a newspaper sports journalist. So kind of followed that path but I found Durango, Colorado um, as kind of my second uh, newspaper job out of college and uh, really, just kind of fell in love with uh, Southwest Colorado and Durango. I always say the best part about being here is uh, all the different places you can get to on one tank of gas. Yeah. And, you know, only being a couple hours away from Moab has it, been so great. And, um, you know, you can get to the Grand Canyon or you can, you know, be deep up in the San Juan Mountains or in the Grade to Christos or or whatnot. It's just an awesome place to be. So I kind of sacrificed uh, moving up the ladder, trying to be a a big time sports writer um, and decided that where I lived and who I lived with and uh, my community kind of meant more to me than, um, you know, where I was uh, uh, chasing those big stories, you know, did get to cover a few Broncos games and Rockies games, uh, a college world series or two in my time as a sports journalist, but kind of, um, You know, just decided that Durango was home and I didn't need to move to some of these bigger cities and and chase stuff. I like being out, uh, you know, chasing uh, cutthroat trout up on on some (laughs) of my favorite mountain streams around here. So um, made a few decisions to stay here. And um, then all of a sudden I uh, started getting older and was about to have a, a kiddo and a wife. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if being a newspaper sports journalist is going to you know, pay the bills and right. and make it so I can spend time with my family. So was very fortunate. I, I knew Joe Lewandowski was in this job for 16 years before me and kind of knew Joe from talking to him at the newspaper a few times and uh, had a few friends on you know softball teams uh, who had worked at Parks and Wildlife and kept asking, is Joe going to retire? Is Joe going to retire? And then <laughs> luckily right at the right time as I was looking for a new job, uh, <laughs> Joe was – uh, he retired, and I was lucky enough to just to get an interview with Parks and Wildlife, and um, you know, uh, one of the best days ever. I think It was like 10 days after my son was born. Uh, I got a call that I was going to get to start at uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife, so uh been an absolute blessing. It's a job I had my eye on for four or five years, and uh, you know, really looking to uh, make a career out of this thing. You know, I'm 35. I think I could be here a good 30 years, and uh, try to help share uh, all the good word of what you know our folks are doing out on the ground here at CPW.
0: Oh man, that that's awesome. I've always said if if so, I live in Utah. No, Utah now. So I lived in Colorado. I lived in in Monument for well, actually, I started in, in Castle Rock for two years, and then Monument for about four years, four or five years, and uh, loved it out there. But then we came back to Utah. and I've always said, man, if Utah would offer me a job like you've got right there, where you can you know be part of the the writing and part of the podcasting and just part of getting information out to the the public. Man, that that really is got to be the best job in the world. Just it's it, like you said. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun being able to get the information out, being able to write, being able to podcast, but then also being able to get like hands on with you know the the wildlife, be out there with the biologists, with the game wardens. I mean, it really is. It's a it's an awesome awesome gig. So I could geek out forever uh, about that. But I do got to ask you are you are you a Coach Prime fan since you're a buff? This podcast is sponsored by Onyx Hunt. You guys, I know you've heard us talk a lot about Onyx, and it's just something that we use all the time. They become the basically the pinnacle, the most high upper echelon mapping system that we can have out there nowadays. It, it's funny, I was hunting this year and thought, what did we do before Onyx? I use it for everything. Uh, but when I was thinking about that, I was actually using it as the, the tracking tool because I was in a new area, never been there, and I knew that I'd be coming out at dark, I thought, well, I'm going to turn on my tracker, and I can just follow my track all the way back to the truck. And it's just it's simple, it's easy to use, and, and I absolutely love it. And so we wanted to give Onyx uh, a shout-out. sure appreciate their support of us here at the show. If you guys uh, haven't had a chance to, to check out Onyx Maps, I highly encourage you to do that. And I again, I know there's other mapping systems out there, and, and some people even just use Google Maps. But you're really missing out the the public private uh, sections of the of, of Onyx is amazing, um, and also just being able to know some of the details about different areas as far as you know migration patterns and I mean there's just so much fires I, that was another cool thing that I used uh, earlier on this year was some of the fires that were were going on and knowing where they're at and then you can also see where past fires have been and anyways guys Onyx Hunt is an amazing tool we've talked about it so much on the podcast we've done videos of it you'll see it on our website but just wanted to to give them a shout out thank them for supporting us here at eHunter check them out at Onyx Hunt
1: yeah you know it's (laughs) been a lot of excitement and you know I wasn't uh, too hyped up on uh, getting many more than about three wins this year so to get four right out of the gate felt good I felt like it was kind of mission accomplished for that first year um, you know, definitely understand. There's some chances to win a few more games. Maybe uh, been bowl eligible is a little bit of a bummer to start out four and one and yeah. uh, not win another game. But hey, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day who just came through the airport. They're like, I can't believe how much CU Buffs gear is now out it's just crazy. at DIA. Yeah, Whereas you would never see hats for CU or shirts for CU out yeah. anywhere. You know, you drive around Denver, you never see a billboard for CU. It's all about you know the Nuggets or the Broncos mm-hmm. or or the avalanche or whatnot, and so just to see billboards up outside like the Rolls Royce dealership off 470, yeah, um, you know, see uh all, all the gear that's being sold now. I'm like, you know, that's already a win in itself, and um, you know, the wins and losses on the field, I think eventually they'll take care of themselves as as they keep recruiting and, and build some depth on the roster, but. Hey, you know, I think uh, as somebody who wants to be proud of my uh, of my college, it's it's just good to see that they're relevant.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I was in DIA. I spent four hours in DIA yesterday on my way back home from from Lubbock, Texas. And man, it, it is crazy how much CU stuff is is around. You know, hats, shirts, sweaters, bags. I mean. Uh, in fact, I saw a cool one. I, I didn't know they made these, but they made some uh, some of the hats that say, actually a hat and a sweatshirt that said the Prime on it. I was like, oh my gosh, they're they're really buying into Coach Prime there in, in Boulder.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think any new uh, merchandise comes out these days that doesn't have that Coach Prime logo on That's it. He's crazy. definitely a, a branding and, and marketing <laughs> guru. I uh, actually know some kids that I covered uh, who played high school football here that uh, actually went on and, and were walk-ons at CU and got to um, be under Coach Prime here for a little bit. It. And, oh, uh, you know, he's so into getting them like, hey, you guys should start your own podcast. You guys should get a YouTube channel going. You know, he's all yeah. about uh, making sure, you know, even if these kids aren't looking at going into the NFL, uh, letting them know how that can help them in their business careers or, or whatnot. So, you know, he he's just all about it.
0: That's awesome, man! Yeah, he, I, I'm a fan. I really am. I think he he's awesome. The way and the way that he coaches. Um, I coached high school baseball for a while, and you know you kind of act like a dad when you're being that that coach. And uh, that's the way I look at him. He's he's just like a dad for all those guys that are just helping them, wants them to to be successful. And I mean, obviously, he's a dad to the quarterback, but you know he, he he's really want everybody on that team to be successful and be better and and want to be there and win. And when there's really no better place, I, I know that everybody's nervous that he's going to eventually go to Florida State, but. But, you know, Colorado, especially Boulder and that stadium, you know, I've only been in that stadium a few times. I ran the Boulder Boulder a few times and, you know, been been in that stadium and like, man, it's just such a beautiful area to be in. So hopefully he he sticks around and and the bus get more and more relevant each or relevant each year.
1: Yeah. You know, you even just see it with the stadium. It sounds, you know, I listen to some games on ESPN or whatnot and you can hear the audio system in the stadium. Sounds like it's straight out of the 1940s or something. And, you know, they're getting that upgraded this year. And uh, I think they were kind of making fun of us a little bit. Some memes uh, were going around the country with how small the scoreboard was. And they're going to you know, build a a scoreboard that's four or five times the size of the one now, uh, a little jumbotron. So it's all that stuff where when the the money comes in, uh, you start to feel in a lot of ways and, you know, it's, great for a lot of the other sports too you know whether yeah. it's the skiing program the cross-country kids or whatnot once the athletic department's making all that money you know everybody gets to shine then
0: yeah yeah, yeah. for sure it's amazing what man what what one man uh the difference that one man can make i mean and, and he's awesome again it's, but it's still it's crazy what uh, you know the attention that he's brought to colorado and and like you said i, I they started off so hot i was like oh man this is going to be such a good year for the buffs and and I and I still consider it a win. I think it was still a, a really good year for them. And, and I think this is just the beginning. I think that there's a lot of good success coming. And, you know, there's so many changes with the pack. Well, there is no more Pac-12 now. And, you know, all this other stuff that's changing that, you know, I think that all these things are actually going to be good for them in the long run. So I'm excited to see where they go
1: yeah yeah no question we funded to do some of those big 12 road trips again that was uh one of yeah. my favorite parts about college was uh, those big 12 towns you know they're it's a good time so even though texas and oklahoma are leaving you know there's still a, a lot of you know ames iowa very underrated place to go have a, a good saturday at a college football game so looking forward to the return of that
0: yeah well I was, like i said i was in lubbock texas Actually, lubbock texas texas is big 12 right
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
0: I was there this week and man, it's crazy. They're, they're all about their football. And so yeah, doing some of those big 12 road trips will be a lot of fun and it'll provide some really good games and, yeah, I'm I'm excited uh, about. It. Look, we ought to just do a sport. You and I ought to just do a sports <laughs> podcast together. This would be a blast.
1: <laughs> and that's where I started. I used to have a podcast through uh, the newspaper I worked at, the Durango Herald. It was the the living sports podcast with John Livingston, and uh, you know, cycling's so big here. Most of my guests are oh, yeah. all the big big time professional cyclists, the Sepcooses of the world, uh, former Tour of Utah winner, but uh, also, wow. also obviously this year won the uh, Spanish Welta. Um, so just. Uh, uh, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I always go back to my background as a sports guy, and it, uh, it's it's fun. And um, you know, when you're dealing with you know biologists or researchers and uh, people who are super into science, it's always fun to like kind of break them out of their shell a little bit mm-hmm. and, and talk a little sports every once in a while.
0: Oh man, I, I could I st- talk I could talk sports all the time. I mean, I I, I eat, breathe, and. what what, sleep sports i mean i i absolutely i love it so like i said i was a high school baseball coach for a little while and so that's kind of always been my my love but i love watching football i love watching basketball i don't know the nba is getting a little bit rough to watch these days but you know love going to a game as
1: long as the nuggets keep winning i'll be i'll be happy (laughs) i can get back in uh with with that brand of basketball but yeah you're right it's uh it can be tough
0: dude colorado's i mean the avalanche uh, I mean, the, the Broncos are kind of coming back with Russell Wilson, but then, yeah, then the Nuggets. I mean, it's, it's a good time to be in Colorado, to be a sports fan in Colorado.
1: No question. It seems like, you know, all eyes are on uh, what's happening in Colorado, whether it's the sports world or, uh, you know, everything else these days. It just seems like there's uh, so much attention going on with our state right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm also a big uh, motocross fan, and... Uh, one of the best motocross riders lives right down there by you in in Cortez, and so yeah, you know, Eli Tomac. Yeah, you know Eli. <laughs> yeah, that's our guy. So yeah, being
1: a sports guy uh, in Durango, um, you know the Durango paper actually also owns the the Cortez newspaper. So
0: oh. Um, you
1: know always had uh Eli's stories in the paper following him around uh, obviously coming back off some off an injury um but yeah. you know everybody's uh always pulling for Eli and um you know like love seeing his family and you know their ranch uh, that they have in Mancus and I think his wife's running like a pit bull rescue or whatnot. Uh-huh. But yeah, they're just uh, such a great family. And, you know, it's funny, you know, little kids in Southwest Colorado, you don't see a lot of kids uh, walking around with baseball gloves. Uh, they're either wearing like Eli Tomac shirts or uh, they're all in cycling spandex. So <laughs> that's just kind of the culture down here more than anything.
0: <laughs> oh, it is, man. I've, I've been down there quite a few times, I've been by the ranch and, and, and whatnot. And, I mean, and, and Eli, he's a hunter as well. You know, I guess I think most everybody in, in that area are. But, yeah such a he's such a cool dude. I've been a huge Eli tomac fan so i raised that was another thing when I was in high school and and a little bit after high school i I raced motocross and so just kind of been a love of mine my entire life and then you know as I've gotten older then it's, I've had to sit more on the couch and watch other kids do it but yeah since Eli and then, like I said living in Colorado, he's the Colorado kid and so he's he's the guy that we're always rooting for but yeah coming back, he tore it you know blew up his Achilles. I was going to win the title last year in Supercross, and then and then that happened, and uh, it's just just devastating. But he's coming back, which I'm glad. I, I love watching that kid ride. He's oh, man, he's so good. So it'll it'll be an interesting guys. year. So dang, well, we better uh, <laughs> we better talk about the about Colorado Parks and Wildlife. We we're gonna get stuck on sports forever. So so I want to talk a little bit about your podcast, and and so in the intro that I I was recording before you and I jumped on I I talked about you know a lot of people come to eHunter for their hunting and outdoor news and we've done like I said we've done so many articles and so many podcasts on Colorado news I mean even back when you know when wolves were first talked about being introduced into Colorado and I had a couple of guys on uh, a couple of the biologists on talking about that and so a lot of people have, have come to us to to get a lot of their their hunting and outdoor news and what I was saying in the intro was you know you can also go to the state's own podcast and get a lot of information as well and so kind of wanted to to chat with you a little bit and and have you talk a little bit about the podcast like what kind of content are you guys putting up on the on the podcast what can people look forward to
1: sure so you know the car outdoors podcast from car parks and wildlife launched Oh, a few years before I had started here, Jason Clay, uh, public information officer at of the Northeast Region at the time, had uh, had the idea to kind of get the show going. And uh, previously, before me, the show was actually hosted by Mark Johnson, who's actually the play-by-play voice of Colorado Buffaloes athletics, has a just really iconic voice, um, and really appreciate all the work Mark did, and um, you know just uh, how professional the the show was. And then, you know, when we uh, Jason Clay had left. Colorado Parks and Wildlife and went out, um, to California for an, another PIO job. And, uh, the show kind of just sat in limbo for about a year. And, uh, with my background of hosting a podcast previously that had won a few awards, uh, we were sitting around having a, uh, a conversation amongst our public information staff last April over in Salida. And we were sitting there like, you know, should we bring back this podcast? Where are some ideas, you know, what would it cost us to find a host for the show? And I was like, well, what if we didn't pay for a host and what if I, uh, you know, offer to host it and just see how it goes. And um, another PIO who actually replaced Randy, uh, we talked about earlier up in the Northwest region, Rachel Gonzalez, has been uh, helping out with it on the editing and all the behind the scenes standpoint. And I'm kind of lucky I just get to sit in front of a microphone and, and find a guest. And um, Rachel's been so great at, at putting the show together. But, you know, it took us a, a few months to kind of come up with a plan and, and see where we wanted to go and, with the show. And, Finally, got this thing uh, launched here. Oh, shoot, back in I want to say September or October Mm -hmm. uh, with our, our first episode. Uh, coming back, talking about uh, coexistence with bears. Obviously black bears are always such a, a big issue about, you know, how do we um, manage, you know, human conflict with bears in our state and uh, had a really great chat with a lot of our area wildlife managers from different regions throughout the state. And uh, it was a great way to just kind of bring the show back after about a year of it being gone. And uh, since then had a few episodes, kind of had a state of the union with our, our new director, uh, Jeff Davis, who's been here since May now um, as our second episode. And, uh, a great uh, hunting episode that I think a lot of your uh, listeners and readers may enjoy with uh, Brian Posthumus, who's our hunter outreach um, coordinator for the state uh, is involved in a lot of our mentored hunts and uh, a lot of our great, um, you know, programs that look at at getting folks interested in hunting or into hunting who maybe have never hunted before a lot of novice adult programs too. I think a lot of times when we think about um, a lot of our mentored hunt programs, a lot of that's geared toward the youth uh, when you look a- across the nation and what a lot of agencies do but Colorado's really invested in trying to get novice adults uh, out there as well and providing them with some opportunities for some private land hunts some more guided hunts with uh, wildlife officers uh, or our hunter education program so a great episode kind of catching up on all things hunting with Brian as our third one and actually as we speak today I'm looking at uploading our fourth episode since the show came back, and we're kind of marking the the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act, which was signed in uh, 1973, I believe on December 28th. So we're trying to get an episode out to mark the 50th anniversary of... The Endangered Species Act, and uh, one of our great employees who had actually just recently retired, uh, Tina Jackson, was a species conservation coordinator for CPW for years, and has so much hand-on experience with black-footed ferrets, or, or boreal toads, or a couple of the, the species she really likes to talk about in our state. And um, so uh, we'll have that up for listeners here. It's uh, you know December eighth. We'll uh, be getting that episode out before the the weekend hits here, and um, then yeah, we'll be going uh, full gas into twenty twenty four, looking to have. You Know, about one episode a month
0: here okay that's and i was just gonna ask like what's the what's the goals for the the podcast how often can can people be t- uh you know looking forward to that that podcast coming out and so it's once a month so as far as like uh you know i i know it's a little difficult to put it everywhere out there you know all the the podcast platforms but where where are you guys going to target to to get people to listen are you going to be on youtube or are you going to do you know spotify what's your plans there
1: yeah, so our, our platform for uh, where we put the show out is actually through Amazon's Art19. So folks can actually find a link to that on our website or the Colorado Outdoors uh, blog page. Um, so at Colorado Parks and Wildlife, we put out a magazine and a blog, and it's called Colorado Outdoors. Um, that magazine comes out about 10 times a year, I believe. Um but also can find a website that's kind of more of our blog. It's where we release some more kind of long form stories or things that aren't quite press releases, but we'd love to share a story with the public on. Um, So if you get on Google, search Colorado Outdoors, uh, you'll find that pretty easily. Um, So there's a landing page for it there. But obviously, uh, you know, get this thing out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, really anywhere folks find it. It's funny, since uh, I last recorded a podcast (laughs) at the newspaper versus now CBW, I already see some of these uh, platforms I used to go to all the time have actually kind of gone away. Uh, um, So (laughs) it's funny, I was recording our first outro uh, for that first episode, like, hey, find us on this platform or that platform. And then realize, oh, that doesn't actually exist anymore. <laughs> um, but pretty much anywhere where uh, folks like to listen to their podcasts, uh, you can find that that Colorado Outdoors Show from Colorado Parks and Wildlife.
0: I I go to that Colorado Outdoors. Uh, that's kind of where I find a lot of my information. A lot of people have asked, like, oh, where, you know, where do you get your information for the articles that you write and whatnot? Well, a lot of them for our, for Colorado come from that website. And then when I saw you guys posted on social media about this, about the podcast, it was kind of that was my natural reaction was to go there and I, I pulled up the podcast there but um that's good to know that it's it's going to be going out there um are do you have any well a couple questions about the podcast i've, I've got a lot of things going on in my head right now um so I, i'll ask this one first are, are the podcasts going to be mainly like informational like as far as hey this is what's going on in colorado we're, we're planning to do you know th- this regulation just came out or you know this this new um changes proposed, is it going to be more along those lines or is it going to be more like a, an entertainment style of, a podcast just to kind of keep everybody, um, you know, I don't know, I guess entertained, but, um, you know, just more of a fun type of a podcast. What's the, what's the goal there with the, with your podcast? Hey guys, want to take a quick break to remind you to check us out on all of our other platforms. Obviously you're here on the podcast, listening to us. I wanted to make sure that you knew that we had our website, eHunter.com. We have articles going up on the website all the time. Articles about hunting news, product reviews, how-tos, just a lot of really good information. We're going to have a lot of guest writer articles that will be coming up pretty soon. And so really excited to do that. But make sure you're going to eHunter.com daily to see all of the latest news and information that's out there. Also, if you guys would do us a favor, and this is huge, guys, and I I don't think you understand how huge this is. We're really trying to get to a higher number of subscribers on our YouTube page. If you would go to our YouTube page and hit that subscribe button, hit the little bell icon, get notified of any time we we upload a video, that would be a huge benefit to us as well. It's very simple to do. just takes you a few minutes, but, guys, you have no idea how big of an impact that makes on us. So if you'd go to our YouTube page, give us a subscribe, like our videos, comment if you you know if there's any comments you want to add to and we sure appreciate those as well so anyways just check us out on our other platforms and we really appreciate your support
1: yeah it's a great question you know i think my vision is kind of a blend of both um good you know i think there's obviously some big topics that are coming up you know we're currently uh, addressing our uh you know big game season structure um you know i think you could see an episode on that in 2024 of you know what are we proposing in terms of um, you know season structures. Uh, you know different license setting goals. Uh, everything like that. That'll be you know kind of more on the informative side. But um, the big thing I want people to come away with from every episode is even if it's maybe not a topic that interests you, you're you're going to learn at least one um, interesting fact or, or tidbit or. Um, maybe discover something that you didn't have a lot of knowledge of before and uh, kind of come away more informed. So, you know, there's going to be that informative piece, but, you know, this episode that we have with Tina Jackson talking about endangered species, there's going to be a lot of fun facts in there, too. You know, uh, boreal toads smell like peanut butter, uh, if you <laughs> smell them. Um, you know, bat poop, uh, it actually you know sparkles because they eat bugs and invertebrates and stuff, and uh, when it comes out the other end, it's actually uh, kind of like glittery and sparkles. Uh, you know, there's just going to be some, like, weird, fun stuff that, that comes out of the show like that, but uh, you know, obviously have an awareness piece that you know we do have an obligation to find different formats to always keep our, our public informed and engaged um, in different topics that we have um, and a lot of our uh, you know big priorities um, and initiatives that are happening within the agency. So uh, it's a great platform for you know folks who. Um, maybe don't uh, ever go to the CPW website and see news releases or or folks who don't tune into their nightly news uh, maybe to, to keep up with um, some of the things that's happening at CPW. Uh, it's just another platform to kind of get some information out to folks. But another big thing for me with the show is I didn't really want any of it to be scripted. I really, yeah. um, uh, as an interviewer myself, I like to really listen to what my subject is saying. And I feel like if I have questions that are scripted out in front of me, I have a tendency to focus more on that next question I'm going to ask instead of, you know, fully listening to the answers I'm getting back. And, and if somebody says something really interesting, I want to be able to really expand on that and go, "Hey, wait, let's let's go back to this. You know, tell me the story that that led you saying this or that or or whatnot." And I want folks to kind of learn more about who our folks are at CPW. I don't want people to see us as just a a state government agency or, you know, just think of us as the logo. I want them to see who the people are behind that logo um, and realize that we've got a lot of super highly qualified professionals, um, you know, tasked with a a really critical mission in our state and um, let them know, you know, not only are these, you know, wonderful people that i get to work with every day that i get to see that and i want to share that with more people but um let them know just how highly qualified and skilled uh, these people are who are making all uh, these management decisions uh,
0: i i think that's awesome i mean i you know i was talking to a friend of mine i was telling him that i was going to do a podcast with you and we were going to talk about your podcast and, and what's going on with it and he's like man i don't know about like uh you know the agency's podcast he's like it like, this sounds so boring. Like, it's just going to be a scripted. This is what's going on in, in the world of Colorado regulations. And I was like, no. I, and I, you know, I told them, I, I told them, cause at that time, I think you only had your first two. Well, yeah. Yeah. You had your first two episodes out. I said, like, go listen to it. It's, it's a lot more fun than that. It's a lot more entertaining than that. So I'm really happy to hear that it's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to have some, uh, some fun parts. To it, And, you know, going back to your comment about having scripted podcasts, (laughs) I've actually, I've had this conversation a lot. I'm sure you have where you, you know, you've got a a background in podcasting, but, you know, like people, there's, there's been some people that try to put out scripted podcasts and I, they just don't really work that well. People don't want to listen to a a scripted, you know, audio. They want to, they want to hear what's going on and what people are really thinking and questions that come up as, as you're just talking. I mean, I think that's why podcasts like you know I'll, I'll just use Joe Rogan because he's the biggest podcast in the world but it's just off the cuff talking about whatever he could be talking to Elon Musk but yet they're talking about something completely different you know I I think that makes it fun and entertaining for people and and yours are that way and I, I'm glad that that's kind of the vision like you were saying I mean obviously you've got to you've got to get that information out to people and you know it, the podcast is a great way to get information out to people but it's great to be able to kind of you know, layer in some of this other information and make it fun and, and making it, it exciting and kind of to a, a second question that, that I was thinking about a, a minute ago is, and you and I kind of talked about this before we got going as far as like, you know, are, are the podcasts just going to be audio? Or are you going to do a video portion to it? Or are you going to do in the field live podcast? Have you guys gotten that far down the road in the weeds and, and what this may look like as you get into 2024 and, and in the future?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot of ideas on the table, and I think as we kind of get into next spring or so and, um, you know, get a few more episodes under our belt, maybe uh, look for different ways to expand it, whether even that's just taking, you know, 10 minutes of it and using it as like a video blog, um, you know, a little interesting tidbits here or there. Uh, just try to provide more content for more people the way they like to consume it, you know. Uh You know, previously, a lot of our shows were about uh, 20, anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes or so. And I don't think I've had one yet that I've been able to keep under about 47 minutes. Um, I like to talk and I like to get talking with our, our folks. And then I get to the editing portion and all of a sudden I'm like, Man, that that's so good! What they just said, I don't want to have to cut that. Right, <laughs> right. So it kind of makes the editing <laughs> process a little tough when um, there's so much great stuff that people are saying. So, um, you know, not everybody wants to, you know, listen to a 55 minute podcast, and I get that. So, uh, maybe look at different ways where we can maybe chop it into about a 10 minute video blog type thing, and, yeah. and put a portion of it out there for some folks. Or uh, just always looking to reach people the way they want to be reached. And I think there's just so many uh, platforms and avenues to do that these days. Um, um, so you know just looking at some of that stuff but yeah i think a, a little bit of it'll be kind of down the road here is um you know we kind of get this thing more established again and, and get a good feel and rhythm and then see all right where else uh, you know what else can we put under our belt here and um different ways we can kind of take it from there so
0: i feel like that's that's the hardest thing that we've been tasked with at e-hunter because there are so many ways for that people get their information there's still those people that like to read their information you know they like to hop on and. And read it. I mean, there's still people that want a newspaper or a magazine, and and obviously, you know, well, obviously, we don't do that at eHunter. Uh, we used to. We used to have a, a journal that we, we published, but you know, we have the written word with our, our website and the articles that are up there. We have the the audio from the podcast. We have our videos on YouTube, and, and like you were saying, John, it's just you've got to have all avenues out there for people to to consume it because. One person may want to listen to it. One person may want to watch it, and so it, it does. It definitely tasks you and it challenges you a, a little bit. But I'm excited to know that you guys, you guys have that, and and I, I'm super stoked about the podcast. I mean, I'm biased, obviously, as a podcaster, but there, you know, people like being able to just on their commute, pop it on, listen to it, and and, and get information. You know, multitask, be able to. Get somewhere, get from point A to point B, but in that amount of time, learn what's going on in Colorado, and you know, change like you're saying, changes to the big game plans and, and stuff like that. They can learn about that while they're driving, and you know, I guess some people probably read and drive at the same time, which is why a lot of accidents happen. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully not, or don't watch videos while you're driving either. But I don't know. It's, it's just nice that you guys are putting this out, and like I said, I've been excited to to get you on and, and talk about this, and more so. You know, so our listeners knew, you know, another avenue to get more information and, and hopefully I can get you on the podcast and, and talk more about stuff that's going on. And, and actually, let's, if you don't mind, let's kind of end with that. What What is going on in, in Colorado? What are some things that uh, my listeners need to know about as re, as it relates to hunting and big game or, you know, small game, anything? What What's What's the hot topics in Colorado right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's so many. It just seems like uh, there's so much focus on, on wildlife issues and habitat uh, in Colorado right now and uh, really uh, want to prioritize that on the show as much as we can. But, you know, there's also a balance, uh, um, you know, being a parks and wildlife uh, agency, um, you know, there's also the balance of, of the okay. recreation side of things. Always like You know, letting people know about uh, the great things they can do at our state parks in the winter uh, from ice fishing to snowshoeing and and getting out there. But then, uh, you know, also educating folks on why, you know, seasonal closures and winter range and the habitat are so important for our big game animals and, um, you know, why those seasonal closures are so, uh, you know, critical for their survival. You know, obviously up in the Northwest region last year, just such a tough winter. I know you guys know what that was like in oh, Utah yeah. last year. Yeah, um, And, you know, it was really hard on our big game animals and uh, did a lot last year to reduce hunting licenses up there um, to try to help with the re- recovery. And, Um, You know, we get the the fawns and the calves that did survive that winter kind of a little bit of a break so they can, um, you know, uh, continue to thrive up there. um, Looking hard, you know, what this winter is going to look like. And, uh, you know, with the El Nino forecast and looking like we're going to get a lot of snow again this year, um, I think those issues are are always important for people to realize, you know, what's happening and how CPW works to manage and adjust their uh, management goals and, you know, hunting licenses around, um, you know, the survival of these herds. So um, obviously, as everybody knows, we're going to be uh, doing a lot with wolf reintroduction here over the next month or so i um, going to be sending crews up to Oregon for, for capture here as early as next week and looking to, um, Fulfill that uh, voter approved initiative uh, that is now part of our state statute for uh, gray wolf reintroduction. I think listeners of the podcast can expect to hear a lot about that coming up in January, maybe the first <laughs> bit of February, a uh, couple episodes maybe planned around that. Um, you know, also, uh, we'll be bringing back our partners in the outdoors conference in April. Haven't had that in a couple of years. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting out there and maybe recording more. Um, with some of our partners, uh, I want to shout out, you guys do a great job with your show and your website too. And also want to shout out Utah as wildlife agency, I've uh, listened to their podcast a bit. And they're really great about bringing on not just folks from within their agency, but also outside partners, um, you know uh, folks from uh, different conservation groups and whatnot and i'd like to kind of expand into that and i think uh, maybe a great opportunity for us is to sit down with a lot of our partner uh, groups at our april conference and and record uh, a a bunch of interviews with some of those folks whether uh, you know it's backcountry hunters and anglers uh, bow hunters associations rocky mountain elk foundation and also a lot of these recreation groups that are you know getting more and more people involved in the outdoors which is great i think uh the best way to uh, kind of value the wildlife and uh, natural lands resource that we have in our great state is to get more people involved in it so they're, they're really caring or passionate about um, the protection uh, of these animals and these lands too. So. Um, I, I think uh, those are some things folks can maybe expect in the in the first half of next year, uh, specifically with the podcast. But um, you know, there's just uh, always something else going on. <laughs> um, I think we're going to start uh, looking at some Wolverine reintroduction next year. There's going to be oh. um, just a lot of a lot of topics uh, that folks can uh, can look at and, and and see that we've got going on our agency. I think our our people are as busy as they've ever yes. been, and it, it keeps getting busier. So, um, on one hand, that's a, a lot of fun and a lot of excitement. On the other, you know, it is a lot of work. And I'm uh, always trying to like pull people away and be like, hey, but can I bug you for 25, 30 minutes for the podcast and, and, <laughs> and get you on and talk about some of these things? So, I'll be uh, reaching out and nagging some of our staff on more of these bigger issues as, as we go into 2024 as well.
0: I'm a, I'm a geek about this stuff, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what you guys. Put together, and I know. I mean, I, I'm glad you brought it up. But you know, the the wolves. I that's such a huge topic. I mean, I think our biggest articles in E Hunter and our biggest podcasts in E Hunter have been about the wolves in Colorado and that introduction and what that looks like, and you know how that's going to be ran, and you know there's all these differing opinions on it, and, and some people get pretty radical about it and and whatnot. But you know, I'm glad that uh, you'll have more information now about that. Uh, you dropped a little bomb there with the Wolverines. I, you and I are gonna have to talk more about that as as things uh, progress. But uh, that, you know, that's a I, I, I There's so much going on. Like you said, you guys are they're they're never just sitting around and doing nothing. They always have so much to be doing and so busy. I mean, Colorado, it's an amazing state because you know the the landscape of Colorado really provides everything I mean you have these huge mountains and you know timber lands and things like that where you could be hunting elk and moose and bighorn sheep and goat and all those kind of things but then you also have the plains and in, in eastern Colorado where you're hunting whitetail and you know things like that and so you know obviously I'm hunting bias. there's a lot of the recreation in Colorado than than just that but you know it, it's an amazing state and so uh, your guys are they're hopping and, and going and yeah um, I'm a little bit jealous of you having them in your back pocket to be able to pull them off on you know aside and say hey I need to steal you for thirty minutes to talk about this gosh if I could have that that would uh, make my life a, a whole lot easier but I, I just got to keep guys like you in my back pocket so I can call you and say hey let me ask you questions about this and and hit the record button while we do it so um, but yeah, you know, I'm always
1: happy to do it. And I think it's just uh, so great to be able to share our, our stories of what our staff's doing. I think sometimes, uh, you know, for wildlife officers and whatnot, they'll, they'll be working on something, you know, a crazy project or uh, relocating a mountain lion out of, uh, you know, a neighborhood park and, you know, putting it back in the mountains or doing this, that and the other. And I don't hear about it until a little bit later. And I'm like, Hey, well, why didn't I hear about that? They're like, you well, know, it's just part of what we do every day. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was anything special. I'm like, no, what you guys do on a daily basis is pretty special. And yeah. I just want to find more and more ways to kind of share those stories. And, you know, one of the best parts uh, about my job is I get to learn something new every day. And like I said, with the podcast, I'm, I'm just hoping to share a little bit of that with our folks and, and make sure they get to learn something new all the time, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a fun job. Like I said, I, it's the best job. I, I couldn't imagine being able to do what you do and, and get paid, you know, to, to do it. And I mean, that's just, it, it is very awesome. So I'm jealous of of what you're, you're able to do. I'm excited to have the podcast out there, excited to see what you guys do in, in 2024. And if, and if we can help in any way, I mean, we would love to help if uh, in any way that we possibly can. I mean, we're always putting stuff up about Colorado and, Again, might be a little bit biased because I live there and, and I hunt there every year. And this year was a little bit rough, though, I'll be honest, John. Like, we went to our unit that we always go to. And, like, you were talking about the winter kill. Man, it was, it was a rough year. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we're able to get things back to the way that they, they were. I know it's going to take some time. And, like you said, I think that this winter is going to be another rough winter. So, you know, hopefully we can, hopefully the, the animals make it through and it's not, not too bad. But again, being biased, living there and hunting there, I, I love the information that we're able to put out about Colorado. And I love the information that you guys are, are able to put out as well, especially because like you said, you have those sources right in your back pocket and you can get the, the real good, true information. It's not, you know, just opinions that you find on a website kind of a thing. So, so I appreciate it. And John, I appreciate you taking some time uh, today. I know you got projects you got to go work on today. And but I appreciate you taking the time to, to, to finally sit down with me. And I apologize that it's taken us so long. I, hopefully on our next, I, I'd love to have you on again as, as news and, and stuff like that about Colorado comes out. Uh, hopefully we can, uh, get together a little bit easier than, than this one. Cause I, my schedule was a little rough for me this time.
1: No, I hear you. Once you get into those hunting seasons too, you know it's uh, <laughs> uh, people are out and uh, doing different things. So uh, no worries on that. I'm happy to join anytime. You guys do a, a phenomenal job, and uh, you know appreciate you sharing the story and helping us uh, let people know about the podcast. Of course, people can always follow us on social media. Do find Colorado Parks and Wildlife on Facebook all of our area offices across the state uh, also have their own Facebook accounts if you want more localized uh, type in, uh, information in specific areas you like to hunt, uh, you can probably find that local office on Facebook, but also Instagram, X, or Twitter or whatever it's called these days, you can uh, find all the Colorado Parks and Wildlife channels there and we'll be uh, posting, every time we have a new episode of the show, we'll be uh, posting on there too, so uh, it might be an easy way for, for folks to track down the show and, and find a way to listen to it is right there on social media, so uh, check us out all over all those channels.
0: That's how I found it. That's why you guys posted it on social media. I was like, oh man, the podcast is back. All right. And at the time, you know, I didn't know you. We, we've kind of chatted back and forth now and gotten to know each other a little bit better. At the time, I didn't, didn't know you. But I was like, I'm just excited to have the, the podcast back up and, and going. So, yeah, social media is a great place to, to find you guys. I'm glad. Appreciate that. Put, appreciate you putting that, that out there. And before I let you go, I mean, I got to ask you one last question uh, Who's going to win the college football playoff?
1: Oh wow. <laughs> um, you know, I've been as a Pac twelve guy kinda of pulling for Washington all year. They've been disrespected so much. You know, I really thought if Oregon got there they'd have a great chance, but yeah. Washington just kinda of had their number. You know, in the last year of the Pac twelve, I'm really pulling for them, but also, I've seen what happens with the Pac-12 yeah. teams when they get to the stage a few too many times. So, uh, as much as I don't want to say, uh, give me Alabama.
0: Ah, oh, I knew I knew that's where you're going to go. I knew it. Even before just, you said you started I'm talking about I'm just
1: see Michigan with another first-round loss in the playoff yeah. again. And, uh, just still not quite get there. It's just kind of funny to me the, the way that – uh, always seems to happen to that team, but hey, if they can knock off Alabama, I'm here for it. I'm ready to see uh, a few different teams get a chance to to do something. I think parody's great. I, I get a little tired of uh, seeing something, you know, Georgia and Alabama every year. I was fun to see TCU get in last year, but yeah. then obviously it wasn't a very fun championship.
0: Game. <laughs> it was kind so, of a, a beat uh, down in the all championship. All I care <laughs> is if
1: we can get a fun championship game.
0: I, I'm with you on that, and you know what's funny? Because I'm, I'm the exact same way. Like I love to see Washington do it, just because Pac-12. I'm – you know, I'm a, I'm a Utah guy, and so you know, I'd love to see Pac-12 team do it. But yeah, they're sadly the the track record is not good. And, and Alabama, they're just a they're a beast. And so, I, I if I was putting money on the line, it, it, I would go to Alabama for sure. Yeah. It's just they, they I, know that, how to do I, it.
1: One of the biggest things I have circled on my calendar for 2024, besides a lot of our wildlife projects we have going on at CPW, <laughs> is. When Cam Rising and Shadur Sanders get to hook up uh, at a CU Utah game next year, yeah, uh, I can't wait for that. In the Big um, Twelve, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: It is going to be a lot of fun. There is some really good games that are going to happen with these changes. There is a lot of people upset about the changes, but I am like, and I I am looking at the silver lining of this. I think there is going to be some awesome games that come from this, and and if you win the 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 um, conference you know, then uh, that just means so much more now with these changes. So I'm super stoked about it. So yeah, circle those games on your calendar. It's going to be a a lot of fun. So John, man, I appreciate you taking some time with me, brother. I I know we'll talk a lot in the, as the, as time goes on as in the future, but I really appreciate you taking some time with me today to chat about these things and and everybody make sure that you go and subscribe to the podcast uh, on whatever podcast platform you utilize, uh, make sure you're checking out their, their website very frequently. There's lots of really good information going up there and the articles that are written are beautiful articles. I mean, again, I, I'm, I kind of geek out about that as a writer myself, but man, they, they do such a good job. So, so go check them out. If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to us. We'd be happy to answer any questions, get your point in the right direction, but John sure appreciate your brother and, and go catch that beaver, man.
1: Anytime. Yeah, we're on
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Have a good one. See ya. All right, I just want to quickly thanks thank John for coming on and recording a podcast with me. He's an awesome dude. I'm glad that he was able to come on and make time for me and, and eHunter to do this podcast and share with us a little bit about his podcast and what's going to be happening and where you guys can get even more information specifically on Colorado. So make sure and check them out, all the places that he said. Again, if you guys have any questions, you can reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions. And as always, we'll have all of the Colorado news up on eHunter.com. I'm sure I'll have John on the podcast quite a bit, but super excited to get to know him a little bit better, have that connection, and be able to get you guys more information. So guys, remember, please subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would greatly appreciate it. It only takes a few minutes to do it, but we would sure appreciate if you would do it. Thanks, guys.